my name is Olamidi Akinde. I'm a content writer, a copywriter, a social media manager, a digital marketer, and a content marketer. Hello, and welcome to Obehi Podcast. I'm your host, Obehi Ewan And I strongly believe that everyone has a story to share. Now, let's get started with this episode. What I basically love is to help brands promote um, their services and products online to help them build their reputation and to help them manage their reputation. So you, you before we started to record, just now you told me that you are in Ibadan, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So were you born in Ibadan or you you moved there at the point? I was born in Ibadan. Okay, so tell me a bit about your growing up in Ibadan. Okay, I'm not saying you are an old person, or I know you are still a young lady, but tell me when you were much younger than uh, in Ibadan. Uh, well, childhood was actually fun because I grew up with um, four siblings. I'm the last child, four girls and a boy. So, um, well, basically, my mom didn't um, like us going to neighbor's house to play around. So it was just myself and my siblings. She would always tell us that you guys are enough for each other. I don't want you to mingle too much and things like that. Well, I believe it's um, it had a positive impact in my life and maybe a negative one as well because when I um, went to the university, I was not really... Um, you know, I was not really um, used to mixing with people, so I don't visit friends. I'm just always alone at home. I prefer to maybe chat with a few people I was um, friends with. So, but the positive aspect was that it actually made me, you know, realize more about myself. I I I had the time to think about who I am, who. Um, what I have passion for and things like that. And it also helped me in reading. So whenever I am at home with my siblings, whether I'm reading novels or anything, they'll just tell me that, okay, you two, take that book, start reading and things like that. So since I'm not used to um, having friends around, I wouldn't have a choice than to sit down and read. So that actually helped me to inculcate the habit of reading. Mm-hmm. So what were you interested in reading more? What, what were the books or the story that you like to read then? Okay, at first I started with um, reading Christian books, but yeah, I knew that um, life goes more around beyond the spiritual stuff. That even if I am closer with God, I don't want to be redundant in the society. So I started reading books from top copywriters like David Holliger and many um, marketing books, which actually helped me in my career. So I want to believe that those are some of the things that are sort of um, entice you into copywriting in the beginning part of it. Of course, we're going to be spending some time talking about copywriting today and content writing because that is what you deal on, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So it was those books that you were reading or those content, the one that actually entice you into copywriting? Yeah, um, not really because I've always, I've always loved um, writing. And while growing up, my passion was to to be a, an actress and a writer. So I do tell myself stories, and I was determined that, okay, all these stories, don't worry. I'll just go to the studio, get people together, and start acting. 
But one of two things, one of two things discouraged me from acting actually. So like what? <laughs> well, um, just the social part. I don't really want to get you know, being popular can be really costly because you have to sacrifice a lot of things. You can't go around anyhow, you can't visit any place, you just can't have that liberty. So I believe that I don't want to be um you know, I don't want to be so, so popular around. And it also has to do with my religion and my personal belief. Because I think that if I want to be a really popular actress in the secular world, there are some things that I might want to do, some dresses I might be asked to wear that is not part of what I would love to. So that was the main reason why I just, I decided to give up on the dream of um, acting and focus on writing. All right, that's good. Um, in a general sense of it, what actually interests you about writing? I mean, like, you take up a pen, okay, this day, we don't take a pen that much anymore, we just uh, stand in front of the computer or the phone and we start typing, you know? So, what do you like to write about? Well, at first, I just love to write about so many things, anything that comes to my mind, because I believe that if I can put down my thoughts. My heart can be um, a little bit lighter because um, I imagine so much. I'm an introvert. So whenever things start coming up to my mind, the next thing is just to write first before sharing it with anyone. So that was actually what helped me so, um, in writing. And I just, I believe that um, if I write, I can impact lives and years to come people might just you know read my write-ups and just love it okay now tell me a bit about the scope of your uh writing today what do you cover do you write about do you write just about anything or do you have a certain area that you are concentrating on can you share anything with me on that okay for now um the company i started working with they were into marketing, advertising, and business growth. So that was that I started. I started writing about um, business growth, how you can market yourself online, advertising tips, and branding. But right now, I also write about lifestyle. I write about health. But I haven't written any content that has to do with tech because I believe tech is a little bit, just like the name, tech is a little bit technical. It's a little bit complex. So... Um, those are the scopes, right? For now, lifestyle, health. Um, I also write about religion because I strongly believe in my religion. I write about business growth and entrepreneurship. Uh, uh-huh. All right. Let's look at uh, business goal. Uh, let's look at goal generally, as it were, no, in your in your writing. I don't know if you want to actually uh, look at how you write. No, is it? Um, a topic just come to your mind you start writing or somebody need to give you a kind of a commission to write uh, somebody give you a project say write it for me you need to write it like this or like that i don't know if you want to say anything about that okay yes it all depends on um, my clients um what my clients want but basically the project i'm um, working on with an international client at the moment he commissioned everything to me so I made researches on what his competitors are writing about, what people are searching for online on um, Google. 
so that we can write relevant and timely content. Because one of the main um, mistakes many people make is they assume that people are really in, will be interested in a topic. So when they put out that content, they will, not, they will notice that people don't like the content, the content won't average and things like that. So basically, even when clients tell me that, okay, I want you to write on this, I try to guide them so that it won't be, um, it won't actually affect the effectiveness of my work. Because when you um, follow everything your client say, um, tells you without trying to enlighten them about some things, there will be half math, such as maybe the content at low view. They'll be like, okay, the content you wrote for me doesn't have view. Does that mean um, the way you structure your sentences are not really attractive enough or something like that? So basically what I do is you tell me what you're really interested in, the problem you want to solve, and I'll make researchers see what people are actually looking for. That is this problem really a problem to your audience or it's just an assumption? So I do that before I put out anything. Mm -hmm. I like that part that you, you need to write, uh, make sure that you are writing what the people are interested in instead of writing in assumption, thinking that maybe people will like it at the end of the day, they don't like it, no? And okay, that is not going to be very successful if you are going to be making money on content writing, which of course we are going to be talking about later on. All right, I'm interested in your research. How do you embark on your research to know whether the audience is actually interested in what you are writing? How do you manage to know that so that you are not writing on assumption? Okay, um, the first two approaches I make is number one is to use keyword tools. There are research tools such as um, SEMrush, we have Obasuggest, we have Araf, and different research, um, research tools you can use. So if I want to write about digital marketing, I know that, okay, the problem I want to solve is um, people, small businesses, If I want to solve, um, sorry, I just want to construct that very well. If um, the problem I want to solve is that I want to help small businesses that are not really getting, um, um, that are not really getting profits from maybe their email campaigns or whatever form of digital marketing um, strategy they are using. So I'll type that keyword on research tools like um, SEMrush. SEMrush is actually my favorite. So I will type, type it there and they'll bring suggestions. They'll bring articles my competitors have written on. They'll bring list of websites that I've written about that topic. Then I'll make researchers see what they haven't talked about. So I'll make sure that my content breach the gap between what people have said and what others haven't. Because if you keep on writing about what um, other people have been saying, have been saying, it will it 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 will make your um, brand have that you know big authority. But if you are exclusive with your writing, you talk about things many people are not talking about or nobody has ever talked about. It's it brings you that. Um, big credibility and authority. So, and the second approach is observation. You know, LinkedIn is um, the main platform I'm active um, right now. So I search for keywords like digital marketing, branding, stuff like that. So I check posts, what people have written on. 
And I also check um, influencers' um, profiles because some people actually post articles. So if the basic thing they talk about is branding and they post articles related to branding, I will um, look into it and see what people are actually talking about. Because even when I, even if I work for Nigerian clients, I will tell them that don't base um, everything in Nigeria. So you just have to go global for you to, you know, get that big authority. So that's, those are the two main um, strategies I use. Mm, that's very interesting, Jenny. Uh, before I was uh, doing an interview um, with a, a linguistics, no, and uh, a language expert, we were looking at uh, Creole, uh, Haitian Creole, because that is what she she deals with more. At the point, we also look at Nigeria because I say in Nigeria we have the Pidgin English, which of course, in my view, should have actually be the official language in Nigeria. So at least we have an identity, a control over it. Um, then, of course, at the point, we started to look at um, the importance of language, even itself, no? Uh, because you are talking of, uh, you are making reference to Nigeria now and also international, it becomes interesting. So I'm going to go back to that argument again. Um, writing for an audience in Nigeria and writing for audience international, what difference does it make? It doesn't, to me, it doesn't make much difference. <laughs> to me, that's just it. Because audience in Nigeria are not restricted to Nigerian contents. And the funny part is, um, social media has just um, taken all of us um, beyond our geographical area. As a Nigerian, if I read a content that, I don't know if you're um, familiar with this kind of approach. Some people, they, they write um, like they speak their local dialects. So whenever I read content like that, it actually puts me off because a lot of times they are redundancy. So to me, if you want to write, just write in in um, a um, conversational way. Just try to connect yourself with your audience. And if you are, um, if you want to use maybe um, local examples, since you're talk, you're addressing Nigerians, you can go ahead with it. But that should not. Be Mm, okay, now the sound was a little disturbed there towards the ending, but okay, I, I get what you're saying. I was thinking if there is a way that maybe uh, what you are writing have some um, some sentences, some phrases that are peculiar to the Nigerian audience, if maybe you are writing only for Nigerians, or maybe if I pick up an article to, to read, am I able to identify that this is an article relating to Nigeria or Nigeria audience? Yes, in terms of maybe examples, or <laughs> if you want to um, write in a way you are telling stories, you can just use some um, familiar words, maybe popular slangs that is common in Nigeria, something like that. So if you if you add those popular slangs that are common in Nigeria, and you were to and maybe your audience. Okay, one thing is maybe you are writing for me now. I'm from Nigeria, so maybe my audience, a large, a large percentage of it are also Nigeria. Then I ask you to write for me. Okay, that is one case. Another case is maybe uh, somebody who is not in Nigeria, have nothing to do with the Nigeria, the Nigerian reality. He just see that you are a writer. He asks you to write. So would you include those sentences, those slang that might be uh, common to the Nigerian people? That is what I'm trying to understand there. 
No, I won't include it. Do you think it is important to maybe um, list what we are writing uh, with uh, maybe the sentences that are peculiar to us, so that when you pick it up, you read, you say maybe this is uh, a Nigerian writing, for example. I'm not saying it must, or I'm not saying it's wrong or it's right. I'm just like trying to understand how you look at it. To me, it is very important because everyone cannot be your audience. So um, I used to work um, in an um, newspaper organization, not actually work. I, I did my internship there for six months. So there was actually someone, okay, let me just um, say the name of the newspaper the publisher of Nigerian Tribune, Afghan newspaper of Nigeria. There was actually someone that would send um, features to us, to, um, to my boss, you know, our decks to just um, publish it. But there was a time they stopped publishing his content because it was just too rigorous for Nigerian audience to read. Like the first three sentences, you, you will have to be with your dictionary search for each word for you to be able to, you know, interpret it. So um, to me, writing is not about showing your intelligence or using ambiguous words. Just trying to connect with your audience, that's it. If your audience are not really educated, if Pigeon will, um, will help you get the message across to them, connect with them, then go ahead with Pigeon. If um, simple sentences will help you connect with them, go ahead with it. To me, writing goes beyond um, showing your your intellect or telling people that, okay, I, I know the um, rigorous words, ambiguous words, then just send it to them. To me, it's just about communicating, which is really important. So if you want to write to an Nigerian audience, just make sure you simplify your sentence because if your content is too complex, no one will read it. Just be you whenever you write because if you try to imitate others, you might actually um, miss it. And I believe it's, it sometimes has to do with people you are working with. I know some people, some clients or some um, bosses actually pressurize um, their employees and others to just um, follow a certain pattern which shouldn't be. Just be you. I, I used to know a lady, it was actually a father that was just on her. You have to talk like an American, you have to do things like an American. And whenever she's around you, you will just see that she's forcing it. It was so obvious and... Thanks for that. <laughs> so, so it was so obvious and it's to me, it's quite um, not authentic, and people might actually, some people might actually get angry and don't really like you for not being you. So I don't feel um, it's just about how you imitate people, but what you have to offer. If you if you are valuable enough, you are authentic enough, and you know your honeys, trust me, people will. No matter who you want to address, maybe um, you are among Canadians or something like that, or any other um, people from other countries, they will actually respect you. It's not just about um, how well you are able to imitate them. All right. Anyway, I don't want to take that argument longer than that, um, even though actually it needs to, because of course in Nigeria, you know, we, we are both American and, uh, and, and English, no? Okay, both the American English and the 
British English. We don't mm. know which one is actually the official. Okay, we tend to use the the British of uh, English because we were colonized by the British. But we can see now mm. a lot of um, Nigeria actually using the Nigerian spelling. No, sorry, the the American spelling. No. But nobody's bold enough to say this is the Nigerian way of, of doing it. It's okay. Let's leave that for that. Now, uh, talking of audience, uh, have you find it uh, sometimes uh, important to identify who you are writing for? Okay, one thing is to write for it to uh, is to write for a client you know, who already tell you the audience that is writing for. Or he can simply tell you write an article for me about the uh, about uh, mm, I don't know about content research, for example, no? It might be that is where it ends. Uh, but say maybe, I don't think, I mean, you are writing it yourself. Maybe you have a blog, you are writing content for your blog, for your own blog. So in that sense, it becomes important for you to decide everything. And I think audience, it becomes important in that sense that you identify who is the audience that you are writing for. That is where I'm going. How do you go about that? Okay, to me, even before you start um, maybe a business or anything, you should know your audience. And just like I said earlier on, everybody cannot be your audience. So um, if you're finding it so confusing to decide the exact people that are your audience, just try to a little bit personalize it. Think of what you want, who you are, and what your, um, the main thing you actually want to do. For instance, I am a content writer. I write for websites. I'm a content and a copywriter. I write for um, website owners and help people manage their brands online. So I know that my target, what I do is to write content, help people, um, you know, help people build their brands online. So who needs to build their brands? Their companies, CEOs, people that have businesses or entrepreneurs. So that is when I know that, okay, these people are my audience. So before you, um, before you look for your audience, before you decide who your audience are, just know who you are, what you want to do, what you want to offer. Then you can know them. Then you will, you have the guide to know who to approach and who really needs your service. Is there a risk for not identifying your audience while you are creating content? Sure, there's a risk because I know one of my connections reached out to me some weeks um, ago and she was like, she, she doesn't really know what she wants. And to me, she was asking about the engagement. But unfortunately, there was a time the engagement dropped. Why? Because, for instance, if you've been talking about how to build your visibility online, and all of a sudden you changed and you start talking about relationship, how to maintain your relationship, how to keep your husband, you lose your former audience, which will affect your um, content engagement, your post engagement. So what I thought I was like, you don't, you might, you, you can just um, quit writing for some time, take a break, not just, not quit. You have to take a break, know what you want building relationship online it's not an easy thing people really get um upset easily like the things turn them off easily so if you um write about relationship today you write about branding tomorrow you write about um content writing next tomorrow you are not um 
constantly um, building that relationship. So once your audience see that there are people that are concentrated on talking about what they are really interested in, they leave you and go for um, other people, which might actually affect your credibility. And to me, what I tell people about content marketing is that, about branding generally is that, branding is not about um, saying that your content wants to buy, but it's about building relationship that whenever your content, um, your audience needs something, you'll be the first person they think about. Okay, for instance, there's an online store, I won't mention the name of the store, I've been seeing their adverts for maybe like, let's say three years. I never knew I would buy something from them. But when I needed something, the first thing that came to my mind was that online um, platform where I can buy something. So that's exactly what branding does. It's not about, sometimes it, it may not be that the person will buy immediately from you, but building that relationship, putting yourself in their mind that whenever they are in need of that thing, you be the first person they contact. So if you talk about so many things, they won't remember you. So when you focus on basic things, it will actually help you to, to have an identity, not just um, talking about random things or saying whatever you feel. Just like me, sometimes I feel like posting some things on um, LinkedIn, especially things that are happening around or something like that. But I know that it might actually affect my brand. So that's why you have maybe your WhatsApp is okay, but if you're actually building your brand on big platforms like Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, things like that, you just have to be mindful of what you post. You don't talk about everything. You don't engage on everything because it might actually affect your identity. That's very important. It's very important. Now, do we know why some people don't take the time to build their brand? Is there, is there a reason for that? Why they don't, okay, not really build a brand. Why they are not, mm, like, very determined on who is their audience instead of maybe doing generalities, serving everybody in the market? Well, there, there are different reasons. The first one is some people are actually ignorant that they need it. The second one is some people don't have the time. The third um, reason might be because some people actually find it lazy because the truth is it's not easy to <laughs> it's not easy to build a brand. I it's not really easy. And the truth is you can't get it all figured out at once. When I started, I was actually having, you know, there'll be a moment you feel like, should I just change my focus? Especially if you don't, if you are not getting um um a fast result. Let me just say that. So but if you are if you know the essence of branding and you're ready to put in the work then it's okay but for people that don't um, invest in branding maybe they are not interested or they don't want to put in the work or they don't know the importance of branding um now writing is it really difficult i mean content writing do you think it's difficult well <laughs> i won't say it is not and i won't say it is so for example if um you have ronaldo that is dribbling difficult it might actually tell you that so simple or things like that even if you ask him that okay um is um goal scoring difficult if you want to um score is it really difficult it will tell you it is not because 
Number one, he has passion for it. He has trained himself and is it is what he loves. So to me, writing is um, is easy, although sometimes you might um, also have what we call the writer's blog or things like that. But I feel whatever you have passion for will be easy. So to some people, writing is not easy. But because it is what I have passion for, it is one of my talents that I have um, trained myself on. It is easy. All right. That's a very good example. Also the one that you gave with uh, Ronaldo. Um, but Odyssey, I want to ask you, have there been any challenges about your writing? Um, I don't know, what's any type of challenge that you have faced in your writing career? Yeah, a few. Um, let's start with um, creator's block. Sometimes you just, you, ju you know you want to write, but you're just finding it um, difficult to just bring out that creativity in you, probably because this happens most times if um, I either have a load of things I'm thinking on or maybe situations are not just favorable because for me, writing comes with emotion. If if I don't have um, this kind of, um, some kind of certain emotions, I will really find it difficult to articulate my thoughts. So that's the basic challenge. And another challenge is just to, you know, be unique because many people are writing now. We have different, um, lots of writers. And for you to be unique, you have to bury yourself in learning, learn different approaches, learn um, headline techniques, learn um how to how to write in in a way that we actually we actually make the readers feel as if they are watching movies or something like that and sometimes you might have to edit like four or five times so those are a few challenges that writers face uh -huh. uh, okay but you personally what do you really like about writing i mean what really turned you on in writing Okay, um, the first thing that I was really interested in about writing was that I wanted to write to to make people, to educate people and to entertain them. That was um, why I talked about, I started as um, a storyteller. So whenever I, I have this, um, this imaginations and um, just imagining that, okay, things can happen, this can happen, I was always eager to put it down, to give my friends to read, because I know writing goes a long way. Like 10 people might receive the same message, even after a very long time. So to me, I love um, writing about just anything that's happened to me. How many things have happened to you and provoking you? <laughs> <laughs> Well, so many things, although I I am someone that I'm a private person. So even if you check my online page, you won't really see much about what has happened to me. <laughs> I don't really share it, not because I don't feel that people might actually have interest in, but that is just um, who I am. But I try as much as possible to share live um, um, experiences, and lately, I've been advocating for happiness based on what I've experienced about... Oh, that's lovely. 
Happiness is good. Life is about happiness. Yes. <laughs> How should people be more happy in their life? Since you are advocating for that. Okay. The last post I wrote about happiness was, I think, on Sunday. And to me, happiness, you can never find happiness if you are not contented with what you have. That is what I'm advocating. Um, that is what I'm advocating for. And it is what I really believe in, that happiness comes with contentment. And you don't, for you to be happy, you don't attach your happiness to anything. Because if you attach your happiness to money, once you see someone that is richer than you, the happiness is gone. And you start feeling, okay, I'm not rich enough. This, <laughs> I I experienced that. And I, I, I know how terrible the feeling might be. If you attach your happiness as a lady to beauty, once you see someone that is more beautiful than you or wears an expensive clothes, you just try to fight tooth and nail to get that thing or just try to beat yourself. But for me, happiness is natural. I see people that are really poor and not really doing well that they, that they are super happy. They are not, um, they are not um, forming it or trying to hurt it. But inside of them, you know that they are really happy. And I know which people that you can see them um, in expensive clothes, but we that are close with them, we know that they are not truly really happy. So for me, happiness doesn't have to do with material things or anything. It's just being contented with what you have and trying as much as possible to impact lives. Now, you also do social media. You are a social media manager also. Do you want to say anything about that? What do you do there and how do you do that? Okay, as a social media manager, the basic thing I do is to help brands position themselves as a solution to a particular problem. So the main approach is to write content, you know, educate their audience about their problem because we have different types of audience. Those that are unaware about their problems, those that are aware about their problems but are not aware of the solution. Those that are aware about their problem, are aware about their solution, but they just need a pull to the solution. So I make sure as much as possible to write um, content that really aligns with that and address their audience's pain points. So with that, I help them build trust and generate sales. All right. The sales is very important. And that takes us to money. How do you make money from your content writing? I did make mention of this before. So this is the time we, take it, we, we address that. Okay. The thing is, I don't... Although people do hate, like, they approach people to write on their website without paying, but that's not me. I do tell people that, well, because I've had few people, um, you know, approaching me and telling me to write for free or things like that. I don't do that. Except if um, you're advocating for a good cause that I feel that, okay, I am interested in this and I am willing to write articles for you for free. That is totally different. But generally, I charge for um, whatsoever I want to write. If I want to write um, social media posts for you, I charge. If I want to write on your website, I charge. If I want to write sales copy for you, I charge. So that's how I make my money. And it is legitimate. It is good because you spend your time building yourself. So when you write and you charge for it, 
this is the right thing to do because so that you can begin to write more you know i say it often here everything you know how to do is money it can be transformed into money so we should not be ashamed to say ah where well, i don't know if i should charge for it to ah maybe they charge for it say this is how much i am taking to write this amount of content for you they're not interested okay look for another one okay I, i'm not saying that okay like, i also agree with you it doesn't mean that you can never write for free for i've written for free for a number of websites <laughs> at one time i decided to do journalism course i needed a website where i would practice so i wrote for a number of websites actually uh, though now i still i still can write for free depending on what is the situation but having said that it is right that you charge for what you know how to do Absolutely. now how do you go about that market because if you stay at home then nobody will even know that you write and you write for money tell me about that marketing of your talent to make money from it okay the basic thing for me is um to position yourself you know um right uh, writers you can't um go from maybe one place to another and you know put that banner on your head that okay i'm a writer this and that you have to um position yourself online when i started last year i started on facebook and the main thing I did was I joined um, Facebook groups. I started writing content, helping content writers like me to, to improve their writing skills. So whenever I make researches and find out something new, maybe a new headline techniques, I write about it, post it there. Um, whenever I um, make researches on how to get connected with your target audience or anything, I just post it on the groups. And that was how people that um, that have websites, that was how they started approaching me, telling me that, okay, I'm doing this, I want you to write for me, how much do you charge, and things like that. Um, for, for the matter of fact, the first writing CV, because my my profile was, was my CV. He had been seeing my work, seeing how good I am about writing, because right, as a writer, you have to prove it. If I talk to you, um, maybe during an interview, word of mouth, you might not know how good I am in articulating my thoughts and convincing people to believe in something or take um, action. So as a writer, the main thing I will tell you is that keep writing things, posting relevant content online so as to convince people that you can really do well. All right, that's good. Convince people that you can do well. I wanted to spend this few seconds to convince people on how to get you, um, what you can do for them. So advertise yourself. Go ahead. Okay, thanks for that opportunity. Just like I said earlier, the main thing I do is I help brands build their presence online, become authorities, and generate sales. And how do I go about this? I make researches on what their competitors are doing and what they are not doing. Then I help them to create content that bridge, bridge the gap between what their audience are looking for, that their competitors are not making mention of, and I position them as an authority and solution to their problems. So that's the basic thing I do. And I also write copies, email um, campaigns, I write Google Ads campaigns, Facebook ad campaigns and sales copies to convince people 
that your product and service is what they need to solve their particular problem. I write to people's art, I connect people with your business, and I help you grow your business. Now, for people who don't know the difference between article and copy, because you did mention of the fact that you help people to write copy, can you spend some few seconds explaining that? Okay. The main difference between article is article is to inform and educate, while the main reason why you write copy is to make sales. So for article, you might not you might not talk about um, anything that has to do with selling, just to um, educate your audience about what this is, how this things is, why it is like this. But for copy, even if you talk about what these things is and why it is like that, you always link them to maybe your website or homepage or tell them about your business and ask them to buy or book your service. So that is the difference. For article, you don't have to tell anyone to um, to buy, just to build trust, just to make them see you as someone knowledgeable that they can connect with. But copy, you are calling them to buy. Is there another thing you would like to say to conclude the conversation? We have come almost to the end of it. Go ahead and do that, if any. Okay, just like um, Mr. Obia said about how I um, got to write, how I started writing and things like that, I found out that um, many people have downplayed their, their passion because they feel they can't um, get to make much out of it and things like that. And I don't want you or anyone listening to um, me right now to fall into the same category. Yes, there were times people feel that writing is just um, a child's play, it's something that you can't really use to help people. It's something that you can't um, use to impact lives. To me, whatever you're interested in, whether writing, whether speaking or anything, just find a way to develop your skill. Find how you can help people. Think about making impact before thinking about making money. Because when you're valuable, money will definitely come to you. So to me, follow your passion. Don't say because I am a writer and you you definitely want to force yourself into writing. Just follow your dreams, follow your passion. Try to see how you can help people with it. Position yourself as a solution to a problem and you start making money. Do it and the money will come. Yes. Yeah, that's lovely. Thank you so much for that. I appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for having me here. You're welcome. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure you subscribe so you never miss any of our future episodes. Rate and review Obehead Podcast and share with your friends who might need it. I remain Obehead A14. Thank you so much for listening and talk to you in the next episode.